Hello there everybody, how you're doing? I hope you all have a great day or night, depending on where you are, it doesn't matter. And thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of The Gamer's Choice. Mom the Greek with the geeks, Stelius Laudis. And you're tuned in to the first ever audio-only independent game review podcast ever. In each episode of the show, I'm going to be taking a deep dive into the world of video games as I'm searching to find the best games for you to enjoy and the worst ones to avoid. Regardless of genre, franchise, or anything like that, I'm going to give you my personal opinion on these games. No bribes, no biased reviews, nothing at all like that. It's going to be 100% my legitimate opinion. Anyways, enough lambing around, let's begin the episode. While I wasn't part of this era to play it, do you remember the DJ Hero games? They were basically Guitar Hero, but without the guitar. Just like the franchise it originated from, it was a really good game, as you rhythmically play the music in order to get the best score alongside with being unique and simple. Having a controller that was designed as a turntable and having three buttons, a slider, and some other extra buttons, which, while easier to control, didn't mean that it would be easy. Especially on the hard difficulties, you will need to be fast and accurate, using the slider, scratching the disc, and pressing the buttons at the correct time. It was an underrated game, and one I would truly want to try out personally. Although, unfortunately, even if the two DJ Hero games were really good, there has never been another game similar to this. Sure, you have some mobile games that have the theme of being a DJ and stuff, but not the same as these two games. Well, not at least until 2020. Meet Fuser, a musical DJ game developed by Harmonix. Yes, the, the, the creators of multiple music games such as Dance Central, Rock Band, and the original developers of Guitar Hero. Admittedly, I was really interested back then to try and buy it, but oh my goodness, it's quite expensive, 40 euros specifically, it doesn't get any major sales aside from a 25% discount. But as of the time writing it, it had a special event in the form of the Nintendo Switch's Game Trials program, which allows you to play a specific game for an entire week for free and it wasn't a demo, it was literally the full game. And as someone who will go nuts, in a good way, over games like these, well, I decided to grab it and download it. And when I played it, I believe you will have already guessed on how I would feel like about the game. So, let's dive in and mix some great mixes in Fuser. Firstly, let's begin with the obvious, the story of the game if you would like to call it that. Before you begin your grand adventure on becoming a DJ however, you need to create your own character, which happens when you first boot up the game. The customization options are kind of limited as you have a few stuff in its category, but as you progress through the campaign via grinding for XP and by events, you can get more clothes to make your character stand out from the rest. Now after you make your character and set everything up, first thing you do is as I said, play the campaign. Again, if you would like to call it that. Basically, you take control of, well, your character. 
as you start from the ground bottom all the way to becoming a famous DJ. And that sounds thrilling, right? Well, it is. Except that you will realize that this is nothing than a lengthy, mandatory, almost six-hour tutorial. And don't get me wrong, I don't actually mind doing one to get the hang of things. But I expected something bigger, almost like a career mode where you have a limited amount of money you need to set up gigs starting from the bottom to right at the top, which honestly really disappointed me. I also find it extremely mandatory to play since you can only unlock instruments and effects and freestyle stages by playing this mode. And it severely limits your creativity over just getting a high score. However, while I was indeed disappointed, the characters you meet throughout were actually kinda decent. Each of the stages you take part in also has, as I said, their own character, with different personalities and styles, which was a nice addition, but unfortunately that isn't enough to save this mode. While you're at the campaign, as mentioned before, you will get the hang of how things work, including the controls. By using the face buttons to the right, you can drop the corresponding disc to one of the four set slots. Simple, right? Well, it's not that simple. Later on, you'll learn how to queue and drop multiple discs at the same time, using effects, putting discs on any slot you want instead of just the default one, how to use the riser, and much, much more. The controls are simple and easy to use, and I didn't have any issues with them, although it does lose the magic of having a peripheral that acted as a controller, like with Guitar Hero with a guitar controller. Thankfully though, once you finish the campaign, then congratulations! You're officially a DJ and you can go to the rest of the modes. From there, you have a couple of options to play at. Freestyle, co-op freestyle, battles, and the diamond stage. Firstly, let's begin with the mode that you have bought the game for this very reason. Freestyle. Here, you can unleash your imagination to the max in any of the stages from the campaign you unlocked at and any time of the in-game day. And right before you start your lovely set, you can also customize how things will be, like your music crate where you can add any of the over 100 songs alongside with instruments and effects you have obtained, change effects that will play on the stage, and your character's appearance. After this, you can start unleashing your skills to the max, play your favorite music, and even share it to the world with a mix, which I will dive in a bit later. But overall, freestyle mode is just beautiful. It may not be something extremely over the top, but it's an entire playground where legends can be made. Not only it allows you to express yourself in your own unique way, but it can even help you understand basic stuff related to music, like music theory that could even make you a DJ as you experiment with different combinations of music and tweaking stuff like tempo, key, and mode. Even if it's not a DJ mixing up, the possibilities with this game mode are expanding and endless. There's also a co-op variant of freestyle in which you work alongside with three more players to mix the beats together while other real-life players watch and react to. Viewers can even send song requests like in the campaign, which is a really cool addition. Unfortunately though, because I was a summer vacation so I had limited Wi-Fi in the form of cellular data, I couldn't really play this mode without using too many of them. However, I have seen some footage of it from external sources, and it actually seems real fun. If I end up revisiting the game, I might as well check it out.
Next up, we have Battles. This one is something I thankfully managed to play. These are quick-paced DJ battles where two players duke it out to see who will stand at the top. Each participant has an energy bar which they must prevent it from getting drained completely. In order to do this, they will have to use the songs they have on the crate in order to quote-unquote attack each other. By placing a disc at the correct timing, like at a pickup, the disc will also receive a specific amount of power, indicated by a number, which, as long as there's no disc from your opponent's slot or your disc has a stronger power count, will stay in your set until the power runs out or gets forced out by your opponent via a stronger disc. Your discs can also get more power by completing requests, such as playing a specific song, genre, or instrument, allowing you to damage your opponent even more. This makes up for intense moments and strategic thinking as you will need to decide how to play things up and how to use power to your advantage. Should you for example give as much power as possible on one single disc, or should you try to evenly spread power discs? This is what makes this mode challenging, and I even got as far as completing the game's first year. Unfortunately though, the game seemingly couldn't register my tier promotion to get me to the opener tier and kept me a novice after leaving to the main menu on my last match, which is odd. Alongside with that, on some cases where the opponent couldn't connect to the mode and play the match, I would automatically win and instead of the match at least being cancelled, I would still be considered as a winner and get crowns. But hey, it was still fun regardless, and I would love to play it again. Finally, we have the Diamond Stage, a recent addition to the game as part of the Headliner Spotlight update. Just like co-op freestyle, I couldn't get to play this mode either for the same reasons. However, it's not science to understand what it is about. How it works is that there are four slots in the headline, with its DJ having 30 minutes to mix music. In order to get a slot though, you have to pay with diamonds, which are obtained by participating in events and leveling up. Here's the catch though, as minutes pass, the cost to get a slot decreases, which gets you into a dilemma, either pay more than what you want but guarantee a spot in the headline, or wait for a lower cost with the risk of losing the spot by someone else. Once you get in it however, you're for a ride. It's basically co-op freestyle, but you are by yourself and have 30 minutes to mix music and improve your skills. You can even win more diamonds via this mode if you manage to make a real good mix. Overall, great if you wanna show off your skills to everyone. There's even the official Fuser account on Twitch, where you can see people participating in the diamond stage, which can also help you gain followers in the game. Speaking of followers... Fuser isn't only just a game. It's also a social platform. Thanks to the social menu, you can connect with other players from around the world as you listen to people's mixes and share yours, follow other fellow DJs and participate in events where you have to put your imagination and skills into creating a mix that suits the event's theme. In return, so people find your mix and like it, you can receive followers, allowing you to get more attention as you grow your fanbase. And it's actually a really good feature, and in my opinion, the second selling point of the game aside from the freestyle mode. Finally, we got the store. There, you can buy stuff that can help you on your journey to become a famous DJ in the online community. 
there's the DLC store where you can get extra songs to mix and the new Diamond Store, also courtesy of the Headliner Spotlight update, which allows you to spend your hard-end diamonds for new items. And if you asked about that, nope! The game has no microtransactions at all, you don't pay for anything, you just work for it, which in the current state of the gaming industry which is filled with microtransactions and gambling and stuff like that, it's a blessing in disguise and I'm very glad that Harmonix did this. Good job, I give you my kudos. Now, what music game will be without licensed songs from a series of multiple decades? Think about it for a while. But anyways, this game has a big variety of songs to pick from, ranging from your popular 2020s and 2010s songs to the 90s and 80s and even the 70s. As for specific songs, there's many choices to pick from, like Blinding Lights, Bodak Yellow, Get Down For Real, Ghost and Stuff, In The Club, The Funny Rickroll Song, aka Never Gonna Give You Up, The Song For The Funny Green Ogre Man's Wreck, aka All Star By Smash Mouth, and more. And with the tons of DLC, you can get even more songs, which totals up to over 200 songs, base game songs included. Which is honestly a lot. However, there is one issue with that. It emphasizes extremely to dance and pop music. And you might say, yes, you do get your R&Bs, your rap and hip-hop, your rock and a bit of your Latin, yes. But that still doesn't help with the lack of music genres and extreme emphasis on these two I mentioned. It would be much better if there was a wide array of genres, everything balanced. Metal, reggae, rock and roll, blues, jazz, and heck, even tracks of OSTs from video games would be good examples of something new. Personally, I would love to see some known musicians like Bob Marley, Iron Maiden, and such. And if we ever get video game OSTs in the game, Sign me up. I will totally love to make some Devil May Cry, Yakuza, and heck, even a hat in time music. Another thing I also want to point out is the DLCs themselves. Yes, the base game has quite a good amount of songs, but if you want more, you'll need to spend something that's green on your wallet. Each DLC costs at least 2 euros, or dollars if you're in America, and judging by the DLC, it's just the song. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it. There are also compilation packs that cost 15 euros and give you more songs in a single package. Now, many people would tell me that this game is poisonous with its price and DLC practice, and don't get me wrong. I understand where and why that thought comes from, considering their games that use this scheme. <coughs> Most of the Koei Tecmo games like Dead or Alive. <coughs> but in this case, kill me for this, but I have to justify it in this case. The game is filled to the brim with licensed songs. Harmonix needs money so they can keep the licensed songs up for sale, alongside with signing more licenses to add even more songs. I can't really blame them for that, and honestly, 
it's actually a good practice when it comes to making money because you spend money on licenses, but then you sell them, you sell these new DLCs with money, and you make something in return. Honestly, I cannot blame them in this case, it's an exception for me at least. In conclusion, Fuser just drops the beats everywhere, with a big list of songs, endless and expanding gameplay, and easy to learn controls. Players can pick it up and mix to the beats in a variety of ways, while being connected to an online community to share their mixes and partake with other players. However, the campaign can wear you off with it being just a tutorial, alongside with the lack of general variety and the justified yet insane amount of DLCs. And that is why I give this game an 8.5 out of 10 which is admittedly a shame since the game doesn't get the attention it needs. At least on the PC version, to do my research via Steam charts as of the time of writing this, the game has an all-time peak of just 837 players. If the player counts each day, no month doesn't even reach at least 100. Many people can be seemingly discouraged by the price tag and tons of DLCs, but it's still a good game nonetheless, and I really hope that it blows into popularity one day. Speaking of which, remember Among Us back in 2018 and 2019 what was just your everyday good mobile game before getting overflowed with tons of players and memes in 2020? Man. Anyways, thank you guys for checking out this review, and if you liked it, please don't forget to stay tuned for more episodes and follow me on my social media, on Twitter at Tekasoda and on Instagram at Stoius underscore I am Stoius Laudis, and this was The Gamer's Choice. Peace out.